0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: BYU has something they've wanted, and no one's talking about it. Rivals has arrived.
0: All right, welcome to another,
1: another, another, another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck, um, BYU... Is four and four, okay? Yeah, and if if we would have <laughs> sat down, which we did at the beginning of the season, yeah, and we would have said after eight games, where do you think BYU is going to be? Uh, an acceptable number based on their schedule, which was tough. Yeah, four and
2: four would be realistic. Yeah, yeah, it was a, like a realistic projection looking at their
1: like maybe you'll win. Uh, let's just say you're gonna you're gonna beat Toledo. You're going to beat South Florida, right? You might find a go way one and three
2: in the first four games. You might find maybe. a way
1: to win to win another, maybe one of the two against Boise State and Utah State. Yeah. So there's three wins, yeah. and maybe figure out how to win one of your first four of your first four. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was that's pretty good analysis. So, I think so that's about where we were at. Right. So so if if you would have looked at the schedule at the beginning of BYU BYU's four and four. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> Do you know why they're 4-4? Four and four? There's a reason, and it's something they've wanted. And they've talked a lot about it, and they actually have. And I haven't heard anyone talk well, about it except for me. The quarterback depth. They have depth, yes. Yeah, yeah they've had
2: three guys step in and play Not, well. You don't want to know where else position. they've had
1: depth? Running back. Running back, yeah. I mean, yeah, Tyson, Tyson Williams... Started the season and it was like, oh my goodness, you know he was, he really was the good. best running. back. He was really he was, good. He was, really he was good. playing really. I mean, I was yeah. really impressed with. He was. I like, he Give was. that guy more touches, right? And so and so then he goes down, but they all of a sudden have this resurgence at at the running back position. Yeah. These other guys have come through big time. Yeah, Katoa has been running really good. Yes, and so and even some of the younger guys. Yeah, like Finau is is actually is actually run the ball quite quite well. So. This was a thing that really killed BYU in recent years. No depth, right? Like the cupboards were kind of bare, and so you have these guys coming in, Jaron Hall, who played great. Jaron was Jaron was awesome. Yeah, he looks really right? good. And then and then after Jaron, you have Baylor Romney, who may look as good as any of them. Like yeah. like you go, Baylor lights Romney, out throwing the ball. May be able to start. Yeah, right. I, I mean, there's
2: some argument that he throws has been throwing the ball better than uh, just Zach managing Wilson the football, managing the right. football. Just yeah. and,
1: you know, he had that, and I said this a year ago with with Zach Wilson. There's kind of a uh, a lazy attitude with some of his throws. He doesn't. Yeah. He he kind of just wings some of those throws in there, and it's like. Dude, you gotta All right, you gotta be more judicious right? with the football. I got done
2: watching Romney after that yeah. Boise State game. I'm like, man, he manages that yes. ball better than Wilson. I mean, he's laying it in
1: there nice. So so this was a thing um that I believe a couple of years ago, BYU would no way in the world be at four and four if they didn't have that depth. Right. If they if they didn't have the running back depth that they and now, now they've had holes in their offensive line. I mean there there are other places when they get injuries that that they that they don't have the depth. Yeah. There's there's a way there's a way to kind of fix depth where or or kind of um what's the word? kind of mask it or or kind of get get around it. You want to know what that is? What? Well, we're going to take a break, and I'll tell you. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear
2: this. You got this smirky (laughs) look on your face, like nobody else knows this, and I I want to know. I can't believe you don't know it. (laughs) I probably do. (laughs) You're setting
1: it up. You think for a minute. Okay. What is if you don't have the depth? What is what is a way that you can get around not having depth? Okay. Okay.
0: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. (laughs) All
1: right, welcome back to Rivals. We've been on break for about two hours. I'm just kidding. Uh, I was going to give Jason enough time to see if he could figure (laughs) this out. So if you don't have the depth, right, if your team is kind of like undermanned, what do you do or what can you do to actually minimize the lack of depth? Well, I mean – not knowing where you're going, I'm. Well, I'm I just want your yeah. opinion. I don't. I, I, well, in my I total I'm assessment,
2: going. I'm going into the position groups and boring down in which position groups I do have the most depth and talent at, and I build my scheme and system around that position group. If it's weaker D line and stronger linebackers, you know I, I've got to build my defensive scheme more around the linebackers, right? Or you know the defensive backfield. I mean, you just got to you got to work with what you've got. If you're in that situation, because if you have a position group that's really weak, right, with no depth and the cupboards are bare, man, you're you're in trouble. But you better be able to coach around it to to an extent and build it around that where you do find some depth, right? If that's if you're bare at quarterback and you got a, a good stable running backs, you better learn how to have a great you know running system with a really simplified. Action,
1: pass so, so that's that's more of a graduate school answer, and you're right, right? Okay. Find your strengths, play okay. your strengths. Here, here's one that's simple. That was kind of harsh, graduate, because I didn't know where you're going. Your graduate school answer, answer. that was kind yeah. of harsh. Harsh? Yeah. No, it's like no, it's like. you're like, you're like wow. What I was saying is that was a very intelligent oh, okay. answer, Jason. Okay. What did you think I was saying? I thought you were giving
2: me a little quarterback dig at my at the D lineman no. world. Okay.
1: No. All right, I'll take it. Let, let me let me talk to your level. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here, here's your. You ready for this?
2: Okay, you're gonna make me sack you. Go ahead. Shorten the game.
1: You got. Oh, okay. Right. You got to shorten the game. Yeah. So yeah. figure manage out manage the clock. So figure out how to, like, how to take and, less snaps. And, and yeah. Short, shorten the game by. Um. So you talk about position groups. Yeah. So offensively, and and what I mean is, is is literally slow the pace of the game down. Oh, absolutely. So, so we have yeah, we, like. We get, we you know we run maximum forty seconds off the clock oh. on every single play oh every play every single play. and you play. make them
2: drive eighty plus yards yes. every so, single time so your
1: your defensive philosophy is different yeah because watching college football I'm convinced yeah. that the players can't execute consistently twelve play drives throughout the game no something will no. break down someone will screw up someone will fumble don't someone, care who they are right? someone will miss an assignment somewhere along the way they will mess up. Yep. And so yep. so it's the bend but don't break philosophy, right? And Absolutely. And so you're not giving up these just quick easy fast scores. You're making them just march down the field. And yeah. so guess what they're doing? They're eating up the clock. So this time of the season, you've played 8 games and you're beat up. You're beat yeah. up from this the practice the practice grind the whole thing. Yeah. And if you've if you've shortened the season, and no one knows this like no one like you don't have to come out publicly and go we're going to shorten the game yeah then you you have you're going to keep guys healthier where if you're if you're a team that goes three and out on offense and so how do you do it on offense you slow the game down the the biggest the biggest down the biggest down in all of football for an offense is first down yeah. it's not third down no, it's it's it, if you can get four yards or more on first down, I agree. You win, you win, and so you go. I agree. Uh, I, I'm not going to have ten million plays. I'm going to have ten. That's
2: why you and I coaching together would be like national champs or Super Bowl winners every year, right?
1: I'm going to have ten good plays like, on I'm offense, you, yeah. and we're going to execute the, he- <coughs> the heck out of them, yeah. And so and now, you- now I can get into third, and so I, it's so much easier, like third and two or less is has to be almost an 85% uh conversion rate. Oh yeah. And You'd so be- you're converting like that and you just get, you go on these slow long marches. Yep. And then every once in a while you just pick your spot and you create a scenario where you now ha- you're in a game, you're in every game and you have a chance to win it at the end. Yep. And a lot of times you let the other team just kind of screw up. But you're not beating your guys up. You're not beating your
2: guys up, and you're not getting blown out. And you're – exactly. And you know what, dude? Your assessment was a graduate-level assessment, just like mine was a graduate-level assessment, because I agree with you 100%. And I'm a ball-control, game-control, clock-control Joe Gibbs guy. And you do. You have to simplify it based on your talent level. you got to be able to simplify it, you know, even more. And you got to – you know, if you have your quarterbacks rated on a scale of 1 to 10, and one year I've got a level, you know, 9 out of 10 quarterback, yeah, man, you're that ball, that game's dependent on that quarterback and you're getting the ball down the field and you're letting him manage the ball and you're doing But then you step back the next year and all you got is a couple number 3s out of 10, you better play that quarterback position like it's a number 3 and don't put the whole offense right. based upon that lower skill player, right? You got to move it and settle the game down and do what you said eat up 40 seconds right at a time, eat up that clock, manage the ball, let them, let them make mistakes, because you got to play with what you've got. And I so, see so many
1: coaches not do that, Scott. Right. So, no, I agree. So many don't. do not do that. They, they have a system they know, and, yeah. and they just coach. It's like all I know. This is what yeah, I know. going to square and peg in a round hole. And just, My quarterback's just, not right. as good, but I'm going I'm yep. to call the same game yep. I had with Jim McMahon, but I
2: don't have Jim McMahon. Right. Right? Nope. And you're like, Dude, what are you doing? If you just manage the game, you're ten and two again. And, right? and the reality is, it's not rocket science. It's it not that not. hard. To,
1: it's not that hard to figure out. It is not. So BYU, one of the things they've really wor- worked for is depth, yeah. and they're getting it. they it don't, getting better. They yeah. don't have it, but there are ways to manage a lack of depth and Absolutely. save your people, which actually, Absolutely. which actually creates depth.
2: Yeah, I mean, and BYU is getting back again. It's getting enough depth, and if they actually belonged in a conference. And managed it well because they blew a couple games this year where they did not manage it well, like we we're talking about. And they were in a conference and had a tough three power five games. You know, they could come out of that one and two or two and one. Look, if, and then if,
1: run the run the conference. seven be... and one right now in a conference. Yeah, and their one losses to a Utah team, right? Who's, and, who's number, f- you know? Who's, and then Sports Center talks about the, them again, right? right? And they're in the top ten in the country. Yeah it's not like a loss you go, oh, that was a bad loss. You right. Know, it's not a, it's not a Toledo loss. It's no they lose to Utah,
2: they knock off USC, knock off Tennessee, run their conference, and all of a sudden they're talking about on Sports Center again, which they haven't mm-hmm. been talked on Sports Center for, you know, ten years now. Yeah. It, it it'd be such a different story. And you know what managed correctly, I think BoU, like we're talking, BOU has enough talent at the school right now, they could manage a G five conference to oh, a, easily. To a 10-2 and two type easily. record. Easily. Right? Easily. With the, with the talent they have coached correctly. Easily. No yeah. question about yeah. it. Yeah. And then and, and everybody would be happy and you'd be selling out the stadium and you'd be playing for championships. All right. This round of rivals is over. It's over. Don't be like Scott. <laughs> be like Jason. You'd be much happier.
1: I think you need to be like Mike. <laughs> All right. Uh, Who in the heck is Mike? I oh, haven't. Be like Mike? That was an old... In, oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we're powered by KSL Sports. Find us on Facebook at The Rivals Podcast, Twitter at The Rivals Show. And until then, don't be like Jason. We come back
0: soon.